Hello and welcome back to the Formula One Rundown with me, Reece Saunders. Joining me through the twists and turns of the Imola Grand Prix is none other than Luke Horton. Hello, sir. How are you? Hello, sir. I'm not too bad, thank you. How's yourself? I'm good, I'm good. Um, you know, it's it's a lovely day that we're recording this on. It's a very nice Monday morning. And now I open my curtains. It's very sunny here uh, in, in Birmingham. <laughs> but um, I went down here. <laughs> but no, I mean, to be honest, uh, just before we get into the race, what a fantastic race weekend this was. Wonderful, wasn't it? We've been, we've been treated for the last two weeks. We really have. I was to say, it followed on, I think it followed on perfectly from uh, Bahrain. We we thought we, we got the, the race that we wanted out of them too. We also got possibly the tightest grid we've seen in years mm. when it comes to qualifying. And I'll say this now, Imola needs to be <coughs> a on the form calendar. It does. It really does. Absolutely. It really, really does. Um, so uh, we'll just get into we'll, we'll get into the we'll get into practice. Uh, we're, we're just going to gloss. We're, we're not going to go into detail of practice, but um, it was very mixed. Uh, not one team today. I mean, on, on Friday, Bottas led the timesheets. Uh, Hamilton was third, and then on Saturday, um, it was I think Verstappen was leading, and we're thinking, okay, here we go. No one's really making a play here for the fastest car of the weekend. We thought, I, I, I thought that Mercedes were were back to their dominant best, the fact that they led Friday practice. And um, it wasn't the case. We get, we get to qualifying, so um, on a, a dry Imola. Um, Yuki Tsunoda in Q1 crashing out. Yeah. Um, I, I felt for him. I did feel for him in, in this sense. You feel for him. It's... It's the inexperience showing through, isn't it? Um, he's he's an incredibly talented driver. Uh, we know that. We've seen the times. I think if he'd got a clear run, he'd have easily been able to get himself up into the top 10. Mm-hmm. But um, you've got to get that clear run. You've got to get that, that lap with no mistakes. And I think that's that's the issue at the minute. I mean, I was commenting on this the other day, the fact that the cars this year are set up um low downforce in comparison to last year's cars low downforce in comparison to last year's um formula two cars as well and it seems to be catching the rookie drivers out quite a bit so you've got sonoda's been caught out a lot mick's been caught out a lot mazepin's been caught out a lot with with back-end grip um and you've we've seen it again here um it, certainly the regulation changes seem to have suited the cars with a high rake, which you would think the AlphaTauri would be, being the sister team for um, Red Bull. But they they just, yeah, just didn't go as planned, clearly. Especially for Sonoda. I mean, we, we spoke on this about in, in the last one about him because he had Tesla at Bahrain. He then had practice at Bahrain, qualifying in the race at Bahrain. He's very, very good rain Bahrain. Because he's very, um, he, he knows that track really well. Imola, I can't imagine his race around Imola at all. And for a rookie, this is a very, very intimidating track. And he, he got caught out. Um, 
he, he, he did crash out, unfortunately, to start from the back. And it wasn't like it was a little crash. It was a, it was a big crash. And to be honest, fair play to the, the engineers getting him back out for, for obviously yeah. for tomorrow. Uh, but the usual suspects were out in, in, uh, in Q1. In Q we had Massapin, Schumacher, Giovinazzi, and Räikkönen. Um, big praise here. I want to praise Williams. Um, Latifi. This, is for the, this was the first time in a session that George Russell was outperformed by a teammate. Mm. And, he, I mean, I will, give, I will give Latifi his due. He has improved this season. I know it's only two races in, but he has improved. He looks better. There, there is improved. He's more comfortable with the, with the car, isn't he? He, he really is. You can tell, tell that he's had some time to... He, he's now integrated into that team. He's had, he probably had some say in that, oh, how he wants it to be set up and how he wants, how he wants his car done. And he does... He, he, I mean, he is a quick driver. He's quick. I mean, he was good in, he was good in Formula 2 when he was there. Yeah. So he does have, the, he does have the, the pedigree. He does have the pace. It's just, unfortunately, he's a dog shit car, but they both, they both <laughs> managed to get out. They both managed to get out. Russell got out. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, I said this to you. I thought Alonso was out in Q, um, in Q1 because he had him at the bottom. And I just thought, oh, no, because Sonoza, he cut him off. So uh, Alpine's just sneaking through as well. I mean, Ocon, I mean, Ocon just got through as well. And so did, uh, and so did Fernando Alonso. But we get into Q, we get into Q2. And, um, so just at the end of Q1, Bottas and Hamilton were the fastest. I think, you know, wait, here we go. Mercedes are back. Then we get into uh, we get into Q two, and yeah, it was it was a gamble by Red Bull for this. They tried to gamble on Sergio Perez. That that that, that was the t- take from from Q two. They put Perez on the medium tires. Yeah, um, they did it with Verstappen as well. Did it and Mercedes did it with Hamilton and Bottas. Because I mean, let's be honest, we expect those those teams to get through, but it very very nearly backfired. Very nearly. I mean, we saw we saw the advantages of it going into Q3, um, but yeah, very very nearly failed for them. Um, but again, that's showing how tight the grid is this year. There's there's not an enormous difference between coming sort of first and coming eleventh anymore. But, no, I completely agree. There isn't. I mean. It show, I mean, you look at it before, you'd think, okay, Mercedes, Red Bull on these medium tyres, they're going to waltz through, that's going to be the top four, and yeah. that's it, but they really did struggle. I mean, I still think Perez, we'll get into how Perez did, I still don't think he's comfortable in this Red Bull. No, no. I mean, Carlos Sainz put this perfectly, because I watched the um, before the, the, the show before the race, and Martin Brundle asked him a question. He said, what's it like driving for Ferrari? And he said, it's really different because even though they're the same machines, they're basically yeah. they're all the same cars. It's completely different because bear in oh, mind, Science has driven for Toro Rosso, he's driven for Renault, he's driven for McLaren, and now he's driven for Ferrari. And he said, each time has been different, even though they are very much, they are the same components, engine, chassis, everything like that. Yeah, it says they're different animals to drive, and I think that's what it is for Perez. I mean, you look at it; Perez has had a Force India, or Force India racing point um, seat since what 2015, I want to say. Yeah. I so can't look, remember that, off the top of my head, but I can have a look while we're talking. I think it was. I think it was no. Was it 2014? I think because he because he 
Because he went straight there. No, 2013. He's been 2013 because he went there straight from McLaren. He's only three years older than me. And, yeah. Uh, Force it, India from 2014. 2014. So a year, year at McLaren, then 14 to 18 at Force India. So, so look at that then. So his hand, look, look how long he's had in that Force India racing point car. He's years, been so yeah. comfortable in there. And then he goes to a team that is vastly superior to Racing Point and is a different animal to drive. And I still, I don't think he's got, I don't think he's he's all there yet with it. Yeah, you've also got the combination of not only is he moving teams, but there's also been, albeit quite small, but regulation changes. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously with the Racing Point last year being essentially the Mercedes, uh, wasn't wasn't a high-rate car either. So he's not used to driving a car with a high-rate. Uh, then he's moving to a car that is, and he's changing teams, and he's changing setups. It's it's going to catch him out for a while. It's going to take time to, to adjust. It's whether or not, as we've seen previously, Red Bull have got the patience to wait it out because we can see the talent there. He is outperforming. Alex Albon in mm. terms of his pace but if he's not finishing races where he should be finishing races that's a completely different problem he seems to have the opposite problem to what Albon had Albon could have great races whereas Perez seems to have the pace for qualifying when he pulls a lap together but then he seems to be struggling in the races at the minute I think what it is as well with the Red Bull thing it's you've got as you say you've got the high rate car and you've got new setups new team new engineers and you've got max verstappen yes which yes. is the, which is the big big downfall to drive for red bull because unfortunately you will be compared to him and in my eyes there's only one man who is comparable to no that, that no, that's not, no there's only one man that max verstappen <laughs> is comparable to and that is lewis hamilton i'm not gonna say hamilton of hamilton compares to Verstappen. no no it's the way around and it's it's very harsh to, to say, oh, Perez. I mean, I felt for Albon. I really did feel for Albon. But then Albon, he didn't improve for he me. Didn't, he didn't have the level of ability that was expected to be in a seat in that level of team. No, same with Gasly. We said this. Gasly was perfect. Gasly is perfect for Alpha Tauri. Yes. He's not, he's not good for Red Bull because... I think what they do as well is they see how well Max has done and mm-hmm. say Vettel prior to Verstappen and Ricardo, And it feels like they're trying to live up to that expectation. And unfortunately, because of the expectation that those three have, it's not only possible to match it. Look at um, this is what's happened for Perez. Perez did it at McLaren. Perez went to McLaren mm-hmm. to replace Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. Imagine, imagine having that job of going to replace Lewis Hamilton. The issue is certainly with Red Bull, they'd be a lot better off if they held their hands up and said, we have a number one driver and we have a number two driver. You know, Max is our number one. Max is our focus for the Drivers' Championship this year. Perez is going to be supporting. He's going to be supporting. He's going to be getting the best results he can, but he isn't our focus. If they held their hands up and said that, because we know it's the case anyway, if they held their hands up and said that, there'd be a lot less pressure on Sergio. They'd be able, he'd be able to drive to his level without worrying about having to overperform, and they'd get better results out of him for it. 
I think the issue that they've got is they want him to be in a position where he's pushing Max to be better. And if he's not on Max's level and he's trying to push Max, it doesn't match up. He can't push him to be better if he's not on his level in the first place. I think the only potential teammate I can see at the minute looking at the grid, the only one I could really see pushing pushing Verstappen to improve further would be if, and this will never happen, Hamilton moved over to Red Bull and they were both competing for that number one driver's slot. You know, that's never going to happen. I mean, it's a dream line up. I mean, I think there's another one as well. I think Leclerc. I think Leclerc would push Verstappen. Yeah, yeah. I I don't see Leclerc moving from Ferrari for a while. Oh, no, no. I mean, look, 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 I think Leclerc will, is a one-man team. I think he, he will be at Ferrari until they either kick him out or he leaves. And I think I, I don't see him go to anybody else. He, he's, he feels like a Ferrari man. But then again, though, I never thought I'd see Vettel leave Red Bull. Yeah. This is the thing, isn't it? Formula One always catches it out with something. Is, but then I think well, where would Leclerc go? I, I I can't see it happening. But we'll we'll now get on to to Q two. So <laughs> out in Q two, uh, we'll go in from fifteenth to eleventh. So we had Fernando Alonso out in Alpine. Um, yeah. uh, it, it, it was just a, it was a messy lap by Fernando. He just didn't improve. Uh, Latifi in fourteenth, fantastic qualifying by him. His highest start in a Formula One race. Um, then we had, well, I'll go 12th because I'm going to talk about this man on his own in a minute. 12th <laughs> was George Russell. Yeah. 11th was Carlos Sainz. I think what happened with Carlos Sainz is, is I think Sainz is driving too hard. He's trying too hard in that Ferrari. I know it's Imola. I know that it's Ferrari's, technically, this is Ferrari's home race. For this year, yeah. No, because it's, it's, it's closer to Marinello than I think Monza. Yeah. Um, so... I genuinely do think he tried to drive too hard to get it out of Q2. I think the issue that they've got is you've suddenly got a Ferrari that can pretty much perform at the top level again. It's almost <laughs> there. They're a power unit away from being there. Um, that... And when you give that to a competitive race driver and they see the additional performance, it'd be like if I take whatever car you've got and I replace it with, I don't know, a uh, Porsche taken, you're going to start over-pushing it because, oh my God, look at what it can do. I think there's still a little bit of that. He's still feeling his way around the top end of what it can achieve. Unfortunately, he seems to be trying to do it on qualifying rather than in free practice. But Yeah. I will say this, though. I think this is the most exciting driver lineup in Formula 1 this year. I really do. What's that, Leclerc and Sainz? Sainz. I really do. I like it because they're both equally talented, mm. and I, I do. I, I, okay, Leclerc's a little bit better, but I, I really do. Uh, when these two are like, when these two are together and they can race against each other, I'm looking forward to it. But we'll talk about the man whose bad luck just doesn't stop, and the fact that he qualified in thirteenth <laughs> confirms it. I'm going to ask him a question now, and I I asked it you before you didn't answer it, so we'll say it for now. Is this is Sebastian Vettel coming to the end? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I I I don't see him at I don't see him in Formula One next year. I think I it, I'm trepidatious at saying he'll stop now. 
I think he will have only moved over to Aston Martin if there was a long-term plan. I think we will certainly see him next year. And I think if we don't see improvements based on the new specifications, he'll leave. It's a shame because I love Sebastian Vettel. Um, he's, he, he, I mean, you know, fans can say what they want. He is one of the, the best of all time. Oh, yeah. um, you, you don't win four world titles for nothing, even though you do have the best car. He outperformed Mark Webber for four years mm. in the same car. Um, he went to Ferrari. He was Lewis Hamilton's closest challenger for two years. Hamilton's yeah. even said the, the, the best rivalry he's had is with Sebastian Vettel. Yeah. Um, it was like a little dig at Max, which I, which I did like. It was a little, little bit of dig when he went, oh, it, it's nowhere near the battles that me and Seb have had. When he said, when someone asked him about the the uh, fight with Verstappen, I, yeah. it, was a, it was a it was a little dig, and I, I did like it. Um, but Sebastian Vettel hasn't Germany twenty eighteen ruined Sebastian Vettel. His confidence has gone, hasn't it? I think it, it really... he's he's struggling. Um, I don't I don't really know what to say. It's sad. Like, it really is. It's sad to see. Um, yeah. I think he's still got years, though, if he wanted to. He's still got years. I mean, you look, at, you look at Button. Button retired at, what, 36, 37? Mm-hmm. Vettel's 33. I mean, I mean, he's still fighting fit. It's not like it's his... his his physical ability isn't waning. I think mentally he needs to get his head back in the right place. But I don't think he's with the right team to achieve the sorts of results that you want from him. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. It's not, like he, it's not like he doesn't care. He does care. It shows. It's just he looks like a shell of himself. I mean, Where's the Vettel of three years ago where he was smiling and having a laugh and a joke? It's not there anymore. And it's it's sad to see. I mean but he's in a he's not in a competitive car. And when you're not in a competitive car, when you can't compete with the people that you're racing against all around you, you're gonna feel that way. I mean, he's moved over to a team that last year was achieving fourths, fifths, some high level results. And then he stepped over, probably thinking, great, you know, I might not be competing for the championship, but by God, I'll get fair way up the table to be put in yeah. an Aston Martin that is, with respect, dog shit. What, what's he supposed to feel like? Exactly. I think I think it was like a false promises sort of thing. He's gone over there, I think, as you said, thinking, oh, you know, this team did really well. And then the regulations came in and fucked them up. Yeah. And... It's unfortunate to see. I mean, I'll say that. I think I say, say this for the both of us. We both like Sebastian Vettel, and it's a shame to see where he is. And I, I think, I, I think Ferrari fucked him over last year um, with how they announced what was happening, um, which was just absolutely shambolic. Yeah. Um, he, he he hasn't. Do you know he hasn't made Q Q three in like eighteen races. Yeah, which for, which for a man with know, fifty odd punts, it also doesn't surprise me. 
it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't surprise me at all that he hasn't done it and it's it's so sad to see uh, that you've got a man who's a four-time world champion. Do you know what this reminds me of? This really feels like when Schumacher came back. Back at Mercedes, yeah. Yeah. This is what this feels like. It feels like Schumacher. Because the, the fight was there. The, 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 the hunger was there. But the car wasn't there. And yeah. it's, it's sad to see that you've got a legend being outperformed by Lance fucking Stroll. But pisses me off. And I'll say this, and you might not like it. Just what does that say about the quality of Lance Stroll's driving? I don't like him, so let's not get down to it. No, 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 <laughs> no. I'm making a point of this. All right, okay. Okay. We have said previously, me and you, privately, he's a pay driver, he's only there because of daddy's money. And that is true. He is there because his dad puts a significant amount of money in that team and he can say, well, I want my boy to race for them. Fair enough. Now, that's the situation it's in. He has dragged a car that we've already seen a four-time world champion driver cannot get these results out of. And he has dragged it to better results than him now twice. He is much better than I gave him credit for. And I'm starting to see it. I'm, 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 I'm staying quiet. Nah. You stay quiet, because nah, I... you know I'm right. All right. I, I, we're not doing this. We're not having the Reese apologise to Luke segment. You don't need to apologise. The people can hear that I'm right, because what I'm saying is <laughs> All right. I will say this. He has shown glimpses that he is very good. Yeah, pole in Turkey. That was that. That was good. Um, however, <laughs> however, there are still the inconsistencies in his driving, and the fact is oh, that he's no. And also this as well, he's a very very poor team player. And I'll say this: when Perez won the uh, Grand Prix, um. I have never heard someone so dejected for their team finishing first and third. <laughs> he 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 went. Oh, oh, when they come on, oh, well done, lads. P three, P three, Sergio P one. Uh, well done. <laughs> come on, man. You, that, for P one and P three for Racing Point is the dream for them. And uh, and and also the last season when they finished the Grand Prix, um, sort of come to Abu Dhabi, he finished tenth. Um, you know, it was a poor race by them and they, they knew it, but he just moaned the whole way through. No, no thank you for the season. No, no, our oh, lads, this was a really good season. It was, we're losing temperature in the tyres. In the I don't like it. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, that could have been saved for the after-race briefing. You could have just said thank you. Like everybody, even Vettel sang a fucking song to Ferrari. <laughs> I don't, to, to a level, and yeah, I get you. Um, there's there's almost a level of commendation I'd give to someone that is willing to sit there despite everything I say. Right, okay, tires are crap. I'm here next year. Can we sort these fucking tires out, please? <laughs> <laughs> because you know, you know full well that's exactly how I'd be. Yeah, no, I get it. In the in the middle of the season, yes, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> 
if you, say, say if you've had, say if you you've had a poor race, it's in the middle of the season. You can say, all right, this will need to work on you. Not when it's the last race of the season where you've where let's be honest, you've had a fantastic season. Yeah. No, I'm just you playing devil's advocate, mate. I, 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 I agree with. I, I I know, I know. I'm just I'm I'm just telling the people why I'm right. And <laughs> he's just, changed, and you got to jump on these opportunities, Reese. It's it's lovely, and. Um, <laughs> But it, it, it just baffles, it just it annoys me sometimes, you know. Let's be honest, first and foremost, Formula One is a team sport. Yeah. Yes, it is, it's the loneliest team sport. Oh, However, right. it is a team sport. And you, you have to it, say, okay, say, say if it was me and you in that situation, yeah, and we're, we're, say if we're racing for racing point at this point, and you won the Bahrain Grand Prix and I came third, I'd be saying that's fantastic for the team, that's great, that gets, that gets the haul of points. I'm mm-hmm. going to be happy. And it shows the mindset of some people that, that he. I think he's very selfish. Okay, because all Formula One drives are selfish, yeah. but they, there's, a, though, there's, there's a time and a place to show it. Yeah. And I mean, granted, if it was a way right, I know, I know full well you would take the Lance Stroll approach and just go, oh, right, you won. <laughs> no, no, it'd be. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to be ecstatic. I'm not going to be jumping for joy because I wanted that position. But mm-hmm. you know, no, well done, Reese. Nice one, mate. Yeah, that's what it should be. It should be it, first and foremost the team comes first because without yeah. team you're not driving. Um, so, we're, so moving on from um, Lance Stroll and the, the works of he was he, for, he but he qualified tenth. Um, so he qualifies tenth. Uh, we'll, we'll, I'll go through the, from the order up. So tenth was Stroll, ninth uh, Esteban Ocard. I'm going to miss number eight because I'm going to slag him off. Number seven. Um, again, I'm going to miss him off. Sixth, Ricardo. Fifth, Gasly. Fourth, Leclerc. Third, Verstappen. Second, Perez. And pole position number 99 for Lewis Hamilton. Um, Nearly in triple figures. He deserves it. He's, he's just, he just, he's so consistent. That's that's the, that's the thing I want to say about Lewis Hamilton in qualifying. He's so consistent. And some he people knows. don't like it, but I'll say quite humble yesterday when he was talking about qualifying. Mm, he was, he was, and I'm just going to put this out there for the people who moan about Lewis Hamilton dominating, yet say they liked Michael Schumacher, even though he was dominating. Mm, okay, I wonder what the difference is between those two drivers. Is it one's German? Yeah, that'll be it. Yeah, yeah, it's the German. nationality. Um, anyway, yeah, yeah moving, <laughs> let's, let's go down that road. Yeah, so we'll, well, I think we'll start with man who finished number eight. Number eight. Fuck, mm. Shut up. Valtteri Bottas qualifying eighth in the Mercedes on a dry track with with soft tyres. Shambolic. Luke and say he is not as good as he used to be. He used to be better than this. He did. This is a man who is, I think, knows he's not there next season. I don't... The thing is, I don't know if it's mentality or regulation change or what. Something's just not gelling with him this year. I mean, okay, qualifies eight. But we've seen the pace of that Mercedes in comparison with the cars that are in front of him. We've seen the pace of that Mercedes in comparison to the McLarens, the Alfa Tauri, the Ferraris. Yes, he might not pull back against the Red Bulls, Yes, he's not going to pull back against Lewis. We established that last week. 
But there's no reason Bottas should have still been down around sixth and seventh when he came out of the race this week. He should have been up there challenging against Perez, challenging against Verstappen, and he just wasn't closing that gap up. He, he, he come in this season. Uh, we'll, we'll go off drive to survive. So he come in saying next season he's going to be more of a dickhead. He's going to be ruthless. Yeah? Yeah. This has not transpired. This is a man who... I, I, I genuinely do think this is a man who has lost confidence in, in can, himself. You can only be ruthless if you've got the car and the ability behind you to have teeth to what you're saying. Yeah. It's all well and good. Fucking Nikita Mazepin could say he's going to be ruthless this year, but he's not going to beat anybody in a straight-up race because his car's dog shit. He's not going to challenge anybody. It's just empty words. If Bottas can't get the results out of that car that you see in Hamilton get, for whatever reason that might be, and to be fair, aside from ability right now, I can't put my finger on anything, it's just empty words. You can be as ruthless as you like if you're coming in eighth. It's it's the Red Bull situation again, though, because if you look at it, Bottas is always going to be compared to Lewis Hamilton, and Lewis Hamilton is a once-in-a-generation talent. He's... I don't care what people say right now. I mean, if you're listening to this, he don't Lewis Hamilton. Just skip for the next five minutes. Don't because... skip the next five minutes. Listen to the next five minutes <laughs> and judge him. Yeah. <laughs> Lewis Hamilton, like him or not, is the greatest racing driver we've seen in since Michael Schumacher. He... He's so consistent. He's he's the best driver. That's why he's in the best car. It's not the car. People say, oh, but George Russell did it in the same car. It's not, that, it, it's not their fault the car's it's not their fault the car's the best. They have to drive up their given. And the fact is that Valtteri Bottas qualified eighth in the same car as Lewis Hamilton, who put it on pole. Who put it on pole yeah. says a lot. And the fact is that Lewis Hamilton has won 90, 98 races he's won. Yeah. And Valtteri Bottas has won nine. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't disagree with you. Um, I've said this before. It's not down to car. Um, I posted this yesterday on the Discord we're both a part of. Lewis has not got the result. right. It's difficult to word it properly. Lewis is not in the position he's in because he's been given opportunities. He's not the driver that he's not an amazing driver because he's been given opportunities that other people haven't been given. He's been given opportunities that other people haven't been given because he's an amazing driver. He's been kept at Mercedes for as long as he has because he delivers the results race on race, not the other way around. He doesn't deliver race on race just because he's at Mercedes. You know? Give one of the rookie drivers that car, and they ain't coming top in qualifying. They're just not. They're not. I mean, Russell didn't do it. No. And George Russell. I will say this, though, for Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton, everyone says he's never had a struggle. Look at that 2000. I will say this 2009 McLaren was absolute dog shit. Absolute dog shit. And yet he still managed to win races. I would say to anyone that's questioning his ability or his drive or his focus, he didn't win this week. But by God, go and watch that race back. 
Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, we'll get into it in a minute, but I completely agree with that. I mean, I, I said, I, I said this on the Discord as well. Said this is why Lewis Hamilton is a seven-time world champion. Yeah. This, this is, is why. I mean, he. I, I know that some people listening to this are going to be going, oh, "You're only saying this because he's British and all that stuff." No, I'm saying this because he's the best, and he's. I, I will say this as well. He 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 won for me. He he should have won the 2016 World Championship. He outperformed Rosberg the whole season. He, lost. Lost. He, he did lose, but if you look at it, yeah. <laughs> if you look at that, for me, the only teammate that has beaten him is Jensen Burn, and that was only one season. Yeah, and well, that pleased me. <laughs> Because I like Jensen a lot. <laughs> I like Jensen. It was one. I mean, well, me and Assad had this conversation, and Assad said, "Yeah, but Button's the only one to beat him." That's what I mean. Jensen Button is Assad's favourite F1 driver, and he said, "Well, if you look at it, Button was the only one to beat him." And I, I look back at him, he did. But if you look at when Rosberg won it, Ros- Hamilton won eleven races that year. Yeah. And he, he, he I mean, if they went on, because Bernie Eccleston wants to do like a medal thing. Yeah. But if that was the case, Hamilton would have won that world title. But then again, Massa would have won 2008. However, so, the medal idea is shit. Oh, he is. He didn't have the consistency outside of his race wins. And it's as simple as that. Rosberg had the consistency yeah. across the season. He deserved that title. That's why he got it. He did, but it just showed the mental fortitude to beat Lewis Hamilton. The fact yeah. that Rosberg couldn't do it again. No, he, he held his hand up and said, right, I'm fucking done. This season's done me and I am out of here. And who can blame him? Go out on a high. That's what exactly. I do. He, he, that's the thing. You look at it again. Lewis, it just proves that you need to do something superhuman to beat Lewis Hamilton. And you look at it, okay, this, again with Michael Schumacher, only two men beat Michael Schumacher mm. in his peak. That was Hakkinen yeah. and Alonso. Yeah. And... Even I mean, even they've even they've said that um, that was the, the the toughest thing they've done is try and beat Marcus Schumacher. I mean, I watched again the Alonso thing before the race, and he they asked him about it, and he said, "You don't understand the fear of having the scarlet red Michael Schumacher Ferrari chasing you." Yeah. Nothing comes close, and we'll get into. I want to talk about for, for me. Uh, uh, no, we'll talk about Lando Norris quickly. Uh, yeah. Uh, I want to talk about this as well. Absolutely blitzed the timing sheets. He was purple, first sector, purple, second sector. He was on for pole position. And track limits came into it. And you know what? Good. Well done, the stewards. Yeah, absolutely. Set your stall out early. Learn from last time. We fucked up with turn four at Bahrain. We caused a massive talking point. If we're saying that this is the end of the track, you don't leave it, you hold yourself to that consistently. And they did. And they were also doing it in the race as well because they were doing the same thing with Sonoda at turn nine. Uh, but was it turn nine as well for Norris? Because I missed which turn. It was. Yeah. It was turn nine, yeah. So turn I've, nine I've... was clearly, it was basically a turn four at Bahrain. It was, and it, it was. It was nice to see the consistency. I, mean, I was absolutely gutted for Lando because you, you know, you, I want to see the McLarens at the front where they belong. Yeah. The issue, the issue I've got with it is that looking at Turn Nine, the makeup of that corner, 
he is not going to have gained lap time from exiting the track where he did. And that's the biggest kick in the teeth about it, is he's not actually gained any time that he didn't already have in that lap. All it would have done was change his break point into the apex and his, uh, when he puts his throttle down. He would have kept, probably kept, maybe he'd have lost, I don't know, a tenth. But that would have still put him in fourth. Uh, instead, he's qualified seventh. But now, we've now got two races in a row where he's been outperformed by Ricardo in qualifying and then completely outshone Ricardo during the race. Ricardo, Ricardo's not up to, up to scratch it with that, with that McLaren. You could tell. He, yeah. he did this at Renault, though, because you look at it, he was slow starting for Renault. Yeah. And then he finally grew into it and he, he, he performed. He performed. But I, yeah, he performed that Renault. I think when Ricardo gets embedded into that McLaren, it's going to be very, very interesting if Norris can keep this up. Mm. Um, I, I ain't going to lie to you. I, last season, I said Lando Norris was overrated. I, could, I wholeheartedly take that back. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't say it to you, but okay. No, no. <laughs> it was, it was, it was out was, in the air. I could sense it. Um, the people. But um, no, I, I, I thought that Lando was very high, uh, was very overrated. I, I take that back. I think he's absolutely incredible. He's... Yeah. And also, again, sorry to talk about Lewis Hamilton again, but very classy by Lewis Hamilton on Instagram. Um, Yeah, yeah, it was. Norris was very dejected, very upset, and Lewis went, this happens, let's focus on the race tomorrow. Yeah, come on, let's race. Imagine having having him as like a mentor. It'll be just unreal. And and also very humble in his poll. So I've just got some just a little bit snippets. He said, um, "The day's been great. I definitely didn't expect us to be ahead of the Red Bulls. They've been so quick this whole weekend. Um, I love the challenge. I think it's great. Finally, we've got the two Red Bulls there. He's ever going to make strategy harder. It'll be a real challenge because they've got great race pace. And yeah, it was. Very, he's uh, this looks like a one eighty from Lewis Hamilton." at the end of last season, because you said last year, the end of last season, he looked done, and he did. This Lewis Hamilton looks motivated. I'm yeah. going to to wrestling. This Lewis Hamilton is a motivated Randy Orton. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, you could see the dejection um, when he went off the track yesterday. Uh, you could see the dejection in his face because he popped his helmet off during the red flag, knelt down, had a stare at the ground for a bit. And then exactly what he said to Lando, right, come on, let's race. Mm-hmm. He did. No. Um, it, it, was, it was great. I mean, I'll just get an insane stat, though. This is the 30th, di- the, the, the 30th different track Hamilton's took pole on. <sighs> Fucking hell. It's 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 insane. And again, to the people that don't like him, <laughs> jog on. <laughs> um, but now we get into the race, and um, yes. so Hamilton. So Hamilton was it was it's always going to be a dry race. We're thinking, oh, here we go that he's on a dry track, and then the greatest thing happened. <laughs> the I, I, I am descend. just scrolling back through my conversation <laughs> with you for a moment. <laughs> nothing. 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 Nothing, 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 nothing. And then I said, 
Rain incoming. <laughs> Rain incoming! Threw <laughs> <laughs> it down. It, it really was. <laughs> uh, it was. It was. It was brilliant. The fact is, I was. Um, I was in the back garden. I was. I was just doing some maintenance for like just maintenance and on the pool at, at the pond and. And my phone vibrates on there, go, I'll have a quick look. And they put raining coming. I went, shit, I best put this on. And it was very, because they didn't know what they, what was happening. It, was, it only rained in the first sector. And the last sector, and the start for the straight, and everything in the middle sector was bone dry. So I'm thinking, I'd do the gun the inters and stuff like that. And it was, when they were doing their laps raining, it was catching a few of them out, because do we go in the full, some went on full wets, some went on inters. And um, it really did open the race up. It really, did. I mean, I, I said this to you. Um, uh, why aren't all Formula One races wet? Yeah. Uh, and... just, I, I, the issue is, I don't want just a wet race. What I want is dry to wet to dry again. Those are your best races. So I'm thinking back to Jensen Button at Canada. Dry, oh. rain, dry again. And his ability to read the road and say, right, now's when I'm coming in for inters. Now's when I'm coming in for dries. Or I'm staying on dries. The rain's clearing up. That that level of tactics that doesn't just fall on the team. And we saw that today. When you leave it just up to the team, like Gasly. Oh, yes. Back, back, yeah. back, back, back. When you leave it up to the driver, like Verstappen, to say... Okay, track's drying. I can feel it. I can feel the track's drying now. And he comes in and he he makes that decision that I'm going to be the first driver in the pits. Yes, partly it's going to be a team decision based on the data, but some of it's going to be driver influence of saying, no, the track feels dry. You're right. Let's go. Exactly. Um, you, you, you hear it perfectly. I mean, yeah. Okay. It doesn't, especially when the rain is heavy. And the track is wet. It doesn't lead to the most exciting racing in terms of overtakes, etc. Because people are going to be a bit more trepidatious. But when the track starts to change, and it's those changeable conditions that makes the best racing for me. Yeah, I just one more of that. Uh, but anyway, the race, the race, the race, the race. Um, yeah. So, so the race it started off Hamilton. So Perez on second, Verstappen lined up behind Hamilton, and Verstappen. Just the the he, do you know he started the race in second gear, so he, he raced up in second gear, and that's how he got out so quickly. Why don't they all do that? No, I don't know why they did it, but no, I think it was just a wet, it was like a wet setting. So he started on um, the so we started the second gear, and he he, he looped round, and then we got Hamilton versus. Verstappen going into Tamborello and there was a bit of contact. Lewis Hamilton losing a bit of front wing. Front wing. And it, yeah, it hampered him. I mean, Verstappen didn't look back. Verstappen went and Hamilton was compromised by that front wing. Yeah. I do think if it was dry, I said this to you, if it was dry, they would have brought like Lewis in straight away. Yes. Yeah. Couldn't afford to in the wet. Based no, on the fact that there was probably going to be a tyre change at some point as well. Couldn't afford to bring him in. No, they couldn't. And... I mean, they, 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 I mean, they did bring him in because Mick Schumacher um, did a Mazepin and span round. Yeah. 
lost his front wing. I cut. Do you know they made him drive around like four laps because the the pit lane was closed, so we had to drive around with no front wing. And Verstappen, all the drivers getting pissed off because the the safety car was driving too slowly, and Verstappen was getting angry. <laughs> Coach, speed up, yeah. and um, sign span as well, and because the safety car and everything like that. And it was it, it, the safety car is a is a. It is a thing that needs to. It either drives too. It, it needs to speed up. But bearing in mind, it is probably going at its limits in the corners. And yeah. these Formula One cars are just like trundling along at sixty miles an hour. The virtual safety car is a much better way of doing it for me. Yeah, I, I agree. The virtual safety car thing is the way forward. This, this uh, is your lap delta. Just stay under that, and you're fine. Uh, I think. When you're trying to drag around a car that's not built to do the same thing the Formula One cars are going to do, the drivers are going to get annoyed. Um, t- personally, I think Verstappen was making a bit of a big deal out of nothing. Um, you know, it's a safety car; it's going to go slow. That's that's the point. There's yellow flags. It's not like it's not like anyone's going to overtake him. Just get some heat in your tyres and shut your mouth. But mm. you know, it's going to happen. Um, I'm just looking. Well, we'll talk, yeah. we'll talk about talk, we'll talk about overtaking under safety car. Perez overtook under safety car, and he <laughs> got hit with a ten second uh, stop go penalty, which I thought had to be served within five laps. Apparently, this rule's changed. I wasn't aware of this rule changing. I've had a look through the regulations. I can't see where this rule's changed. As far as regulations go, from what I've read, and I am happy for listeners to point out that I'm wrong here with some other other information, please. Because I'd actually like to make sense of this. Uh, as far as I'm aware, the regulations say it needs to be within two laps. Not even five. Now, I don't know if I'm reading old regulations, but that's what's on the FIA's website. Um, whether or not that's applicable to Formula 1, Formula 1's got slightly different rules, I don't know. But, yeah. I mean, he wasn't given a penalty. He still went and did his stop-go, so... Well, no, he, he did a stop go during the red flag period. They can't, they can't, they counted it then. Well, that's that's his prerogative, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, it was, it was, it, it's, it's a baffling thing because you, you know, I, I think what they should do is every penalty should be added on to their time at the end. I because it, it it ruins it ruins a race having a stop go penalty and everything like that because it, it, it ruins the flow of a race everything like that I think just add it onto their uh, time at the end like they yeah, I did. Think, I think they should let you do one or the other. That's my view. Um, so Perez gets ten seconds stop go penalty. I think it should be his decision. Okay, are we going to do this into the pits or not? The issue that you've got with doing that is that you've not just got the 10 seconds in the pits. You've got the time with the pit limiter and the time on the exit with the pit limiter. So I yeah. think what you should do is you've either got a 10-second stop-go penalty or you've got a such-and-such such second penalty at the end of the race, which accounts for that extra time travelling in and out. Um, they could work that out. The FIA is yeah. stupid. Yeah, that, that's the thing. I mean, you look at it. It's the, it's not. As I said it's not a ten-second um, stop and go penalty. It is a it's a thirty thirty-six second penalty or something like yeah. that. And it, you it effectively lose thirty-six seconds of time down the track. Yeah. 
You really do see you ruin you, you're ruining the race there, and it is it is annoying to see. I mean, you, you look at it; they did it with um, with um, oh, just, just, with the Starbucks man. Um, so they did it with um, Vettel in Canada. They added his time at the end, and he he he, he got pissed off. Mm-hmm. So it does. It is it is a thing they can do. So, sorry about that. All right. Um, uh, so, uh... But, yeah, but, yeah, it's um, it's a strange one, the penalties, but it, it, it didn't hamper anything because they said they did it under the red flag, uh, which was caused by a crash between two Mercedes drivers, <laughs> Valtteri Bottas and George Russell. <clears throat> I mean, before we go into that, I think we do need to just point out something. Um, Latifi being taken out. Well, no. And this is the issue. This is because my head immediately went, oh, Latifi being taken out just there. He wasn't. Latifi spinning out, re-entering the track when it wasn't safe to do so, and straying into the path of an accelerating Mazepin out of a corner. Yeah, Mazepin no. was not at fault. He wasn't, and I—I I mean, the message I sent you, um, Mazepin taking it at TV. You can't make this up. And then I watched it back and went, "Oh, now, Mazepin was a passenger." <laughs> were you a more experienced driver, you may have put your brake on, let Latifi take that position, and then waited for the FIA to say, "Whoa, whoa." No, you just regain that position. Back you go. Um, I, I do think if Latifi had strayed there, Mazepin had popped his brakes on. I think the stewards would have very quickly been saying, give that position back. Um, but there's, that's experience, isn't it? That's Mazepin's experience. But Latifi should should have known to leave that space clear. It's not like he couldn't see the guy. Um, I mean, fair no, I... play. Fair play to... To Mazepin, actually, he didn't cock about or do anything stupid. He, he was driving his race, and then the car appeared on his left hand side. I mean, what's he supposed to do? Yeah, but, I know. Yeah, it's it's frustrating because there was no reason for it to happen. Really, Latifi had more than enough warning to to be out the way, and then it obviously led to. Um, Latifi being out of the race. But anyway, we were going to talk about the other crash. Yeah, we were. So, I mean, I just want to put it out there. I, I felt for Mazepin, um, you know, for that. And he was a passenger, as I said. Latifi, as I said, he, he's got the experience there. And he should have not put his car in position. But then again, to quote Ed Senna, if we no longer go for Gap, you're no longer racing driver. So, you know. Um, that was my issue. He wasn't racing, and he, had, he was on a straight, and then he just goes across to the right. I uh, know, I know, I know. I'm being a bitch. Um, makes, me makes me angry when there was no reason for him to be out of the race. Williams had a shit week, and there was no reason for it. No, they had a great qualifying, and they ruined it in the race. But now we get on to, I think the. The most contentious part of this race, and I think me and you are not going to agree on this one. Um, so, 
Um, just before we go, no, we're just going to learn to football. Jose Mourinho has been sacked by Tottenham. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, fired for refusing to take the squad onto the training ground because of the new Super League thing, which is bollocks. Anyway, back to the Formula yeah. 1. <laughs> Fuck the Super League. Um, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so we, we, we'll now get into this. So I think me and you are not going to agree at all. Um, so, George Russell and Valtteri Bottas racing, going into Tamborello. And Russell and Bottas crash at 200, mile, 200 plus miles an hour, taking each other out. Both of their races ended. Just want to say something, though. The halo did its work. Bottas would have been in a much, much worse condition were it not for that halo. Yeah, I I completely agree. And also, it's very very jarring where they went off. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to lean into it for too long. Yeah, I know. It's very jarring. If you're a Formula One fan, you know what we're talking about. We're not going to go into it, but. uh, yes. Now, I put blame on Valtteri Bottas for this. Go on. Russell, Russell went for the Russell had every every right to go for the overtake. He was quicker than uh, Bottas going to there. He had the space. He was making the overtake. Why did Valtteri Bottas turn right? Why did he squeeze him out as as much as he did? I know it's only a little bit. But it's a very, very tight straight that was going into going into the left hander. Why did Bottas have to turn right? Counterpoint. He, he left him at all times more than a car's length, uh, a car's width. There is a kink to the right in the circuit anyway, not a massive one, but there is. So he would have been turning to the right regardless because of the track shape. In my eyes, it was a racing incident. I think Bottas was driving hard but fair to defend a position that he had every right to defend. Mm-hmm. No, I don't, I, don't, I don't disagree with you there. I, 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 I you know, again, to quote Ayrton Senna, with the racing, you know, if you don't see gap, racer driver quote. But, but Russell was quicker than Bottas at this point. And... Yeah. I, Russell, I agree. Russell, because he's still, I know he's been racing a bit, but he's still an inexperienced driver in comparison to a lot of the others on the grid, reacted in the way that me or you would react to someone moving across to the right during an overtake. You kink your wheel to the right hand side because you go, oh shit. If somebody yeah. with more experience was making that overtake, they'd have held their line. And if they crashed, it would have been Bottas's fault. Hold your line during your overtake. The fact of the matter is that Russell then strayed off to the right-hand side, a fraction, a fraction off to the right-hand side because he panicked, kinked to the grass, tank slapper, and then he was spinning. There was nothing could be done about it at that point. But overall, it is a racing incident. Bottas was always always going to move across to the right that little bit. He's a racing driver. If I was Toto Wolf, I'd be annoyed if he didn't move to defend his position slightly. Of course yeah, he but, then, but then if I'm Toto Wolf, I'm pissed off the fact that both got off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I'd put more of the blame. If I was Toto, I'd be putting more of the blame on Russell. 
Russell was it was Russell's inexperience that led to that collision. I don't think there was an overtake there anyway, personally. Okay. I don't, I don't think he would have held it going into the corner, but that's my view. Yeah, no, I see your point, and you know, I I, I see where you're coming from. I think this though, Russell overtakes Bottas. The track was drying as well. Let's be honest, the track was drying. I think Bottas would have got past Russell on the dry tyres. So he, this is a collision that could have been avoided. And yeah, the collision could have been avoided. I don't think the overtake. I don't think it was a sensible overtake in the first place. I mean, I need to have a look back and rewatch it because I am thinking about it in hindsight. Mm-hmm. But looking at how far they had still to travel, the fact that they ended up ploughing into the Arco barrier, um, there wasn't all that much track left, and he wasn't even side by side when he went off. He was still behind Bottas. He would have really had to. He'd have also had to outbreak him going into the corner. He'd have had to go around the outside of him on a left-hand corner. I don't think there was an overtake to be made there. Not certainly not around the outside. Yeah. No, I, I get. It. I see where you're coming from. I think it's just I don't know Valtteri Bottas. No, I'm joking. Um, I think it's it's nice. To, I just want to see you know Russell have this sort of racing. I thought you know because let's be honest, majority of the time he's racing Latifi. That's it. Yeah. And it's nice to see him mixing it up with you know the these players. And the fact is that let's be honest, this is a man who could very well take Bottas's drive. Um. And the positive was a Williams racing a Mercedes and going for the overtake on a Mercedes and having the pace to overtake a Mercedes, tyres or no tyres. That that is positive. It's, it's very, very positive. positive. It, it must be jarring as well for Bottas to see a Williams trying to overtake him as well. That's the thing. Oh, there, uh, must, have, there must have been an element of the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you have the audacity to bring your car alongside my car. To quote, to quote Conor McGregor, who the fuck is that guy? What the fuck are you? <laughs> but, you know, he, I, I will say this, though. The way they both reacted was petulant and childish. Um, both of them. Uh, they, 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 I genuinely thought that Russell was heading over to check that he was okay. Same. Because it was a hell of a crash. Clearly, something was said um, enough that you know, Bottas's reaction was to show in the middle finger. Um, but then to actually, you know, I mean, it was nothing but then to slap his glove across Bottas's helmet. <laughs> I ain't got like that did make me laugh. <laughs> my, view, my view is, okay, maybe it is Bottas's fault. Maybe he did squeeze me out, but fucking hell, he's just gone into that war hard and it's taken him a lot longer to get out of that car than I did. Yeah, he's going to just... get alright first. Maybe I'll tear him a new one once we're both out. But yeah. Fucking hell! Uh, yeah, go over. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Oh, fuck you! That you took me off. Still, make a finger up to him. Yeah. But I will say this though, and uh, you might disagree. Is Valtteri Bottas the biggest dickhead on the grid? No. Re- who? Mazepin. <laughs> That's a bit harsh. No, it's not. <laughs> It's okay, it's just a personality. I, I, to me, it's the way Massapin carries himself. I, I, no, actually, no, yeah, shit. 
Shit, I just remembered don't what he did. Don't fucking defend this man. I don't, I, I, no, 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 I just remembered what he did. Let's journey on. Don't fucking defend this man. <laughs> I'm not just, as I said, I just remembered what he did. <laughs> the lion, the witch, the audacity of this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying the words, but I take back what I just said. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, well, sorry, and I hear that in your words. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Um, so, and now we get on to, so obviously, the the, flat, the the race of red flag. But just before that, though, we just want to talk about uh, Lewis Hamilton going off into the go trap. You, bre- you touched on it briefly. A very rare mistake by Lewis Hamilton. Um, and he self-admitted first mistake he's made in a long time. It is, that, 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 that's a mistake you do not want Lewis Hamilton to make. And the Discord chat when that happened, Jesus Christ. The vitriol. <laughs> It's childish. Yes, it's childish behaviour. Yeah, but after after years of Mercedes dominance, I get it. I get it. No, I get I, it. But you, would, would I mean there was all that celebration where Bartas crashed out? That's the thing. I think because it's Lewis, and I think it's because he doesn't pay his taxes. I think that's why why people don't like him. <laughs> I have a different theory, but we're not going into it today. Um, <laughs> No, but um, so he goes off and then he's lapped and he, he, he then comes in and changes his nose. Uh, that red flag was a blessing for him because it allowed him to go back out and lap himself. Oh, and no. he, he got into, he got, he was in a nice position and he drove like a fucking champion. He drove the arse of that car. Um, a car that is fundamentally worse than that Red Bull in terms of pace and he closed the gap upon the Red Bull. Uh, when he got clear of Lando, uh, fair play to Lando Norris. Off, he held Lewis off for a lot longer than I thought he would. Um, advantaged by the fact that Leclerc was also holding Lewis off, so we had quite a while of two sets of DRS being deployed. So Leclerc was within a second of Norris, and Lewis was within a second of Leclerc. So dual DRSs on the go uh, was stopping stopping Lewis making the overtake. Leclerc didn't have enough. There's not enough in that power unit for him to get around a McLaren down that straight. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was stopping Lewis every time. So it was only when Leclerc finally dropped off more than a second because he was defending that Lewis got DRS on his own. And as soon as he got that DRS, he flew by. I don't think Leclerc even tried to defend it. He just let him go. Uh, whether that was a team message through from the engineers saying, just let him go. Uh, you compromise in your own race here. Just let, let, let him go. He's going past you. Um, I would hope not in fourth position, but he did let him by fairly easily. Uh, and then Lando held him for a good three or four laps. Um, and obviously that... That Mercedes is still faster than that McLaren in a straight line. Yeah. Uh, and he got DRS. And Lando defending that corner very, very maturely. He wasn't swerving side to side. He was planting himself middle of the track. There was enough room if Lewis wanted to try it. Safe in the knowledge that, you know, entering that chicane that Lewis eventually made the overtake on. If Lewis ain't round him before they hit that left before the right, Lewis ain't getting round him. And he just held it, held it, held it until Lewis was just that little bit too close going into the straight. So he was past him before they got into turn one. 
But fair play to Lando. I mean, he deserved third play. I would have argued he deserved second place. If it wasn't for a red flag, he'd have had second place. I know. I think even before that, I think he, he you know, he, he qualified. For me, he qualified second. And I think he would have held it. I really do. His, race pace, his pace was strong in the race. Um, but again, I'll say this to you. Imagine having him chasing you. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, imagine just seeing that, that black Mercedes chasing you. Oof. It's, it's terrifying. Not Bottas, but behind. So imagine seeing that purple helmet and that Mercedes shooting it's, at you. It's going to do one of two things for you. It's either going to do what it looks like it did with a Claire, which is, okay, I'll let him pass because he's going. Or it's going to light a fire under you. Right. Okay. This is my opportunity to show what I'm capable of to my team. I ain't fucking yeah. moving. You come and, around me, son. And, that's, and again, that's what Lewis proved by being the champion he is. He, he didn't give up. He chased yeah. Lando down and he, when he got him, it wasn't easy, but he made yeah. it look easy. That's the he thing. Made he made it look easy. He, it, he, it's a weird position to overtake going into that chicane as well because it, it compromises your entrance to the second half of the chicane. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he, he drove around Norris when he eventually got around him like he wasn't there and just took the chicane as normal. Uh, but, again, I think that's the difference between the Mercedes still and and the cars in sort of the second tier, which McLaren's at the head of, but they're not, they're not on the same level as the Red Bulls and the Mercedes yet. No, because I think if Lando had been in a in a comparable car, I think Lando could have took second. No, I, I agree completely. I mean, you look at it, it was Mercedes versus Mercedes. And even though how, how good that Mercedes, McLaren chassis is, it's still no match for the Mercedes. There's, there's work to be done still. I think next year will be an interesting um, litmus test for McLaren's reinvigoration are they going to get themselves are is this new set of regulations going to actually hinder that or or improve that for them i just hope because they've clearly put a lot of work into this car i just hope they're putting the time into next year's car because no they they couldn't put any work into this car um because what happened they stuck the mercedes engine in didn't they yeah. Well, yeah, because I think because they didn't have a token, because they obviously because they, they had a token system, they could spend it on what they want to change. McLaren spent all their tokens buying the well, buying the Mercedes engine. So this is 2020's car with a Mercedes engine, yeah. and it looks good. So if they've now focused it all on 2022 and they've got their Mercedes engine, and they've got the best chassis, it possibly could be the re, the resurgence of McLaren, which is what yeah, it'd be good to see three teams fighting for the. For the title, um, but I just want to say a quick word though about Ferrari, um, Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz. Fantastic race. Been a hell of a week for them, hasn't it? Qu- I, I quietly went about their business. Very quiet. And that's the thing. It's 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 subtle that the, what they've done. I mean, you, you know, we was all thinking, oh, half Ferrari is shit. I mean, even you said it last last race that Ferrari are not Ferrari anymore, and it feels like they're making the steps back to being Ferrari. They're clawing back step by step, aren't they? Um, yeah. 
it's it's going to take a long time. It's going to be a slow process. Um, they'll get there. I think I really do. I think they'll get there. Um, I'm hoping they do the same thing that McLaren looked to be doing, just bit by bit, little yeah. changes. They'll they'll manage it. I just, yeah, I just hope I hope they do. Uh, <laughs> Really, really I mean, hope they do. I mean, that's the—that's I mean, what we want. We want, we want for me. For me, the the, the peak of Formula One uh, when it was, you had McLaren, Mercedes, Williams, uh, not McLaren, Mercedes, yeah, McLaren, Ferrari, Williams going at each other week in yeah. week out. You didn't know who was going. to I mean, Granted, Schumacher dominated, but it was still they were still competitive. Yeah, which is what I mean. Which is it feels like it is now. Even though you've got two drivers that are going to dominate yeah. and Max Verstappen absolutely dominated this race and fully deserving of his victory um, fully deserving that win fully deserving is he top no point behind <laughs> Lewis is top because he he got fastest lap fastest which lap. is brilliant yeah. so I don't like you know, that rule I, I prefer it to the 50 point the double point rule yeah, I, I, I don't like. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think there should be a point. I think there should be a point system as well for qualifying. I just I don't think they should be rewarding points for fastest lap. Personally. Mm. No, I, I understand. I understand. I know, I, it's just only one, it's... I know it's only one point, but nevertheless, I don't. I don't think driving the fastest lap should be the difference maker between who's first and who's second in the drivers' championship. No, that point should be for qualifying. I think if you if you qualify in pole, you should get a point, not fast slap in the race. Yeah, I could I could I could agree with that. Jesus Christ! Do we agree on something? your ass. Um, so yeah, so as I said, one of my top ten races since I started watching Formula One properly. It was it had intrigue, it had drama, it had crashes, it had red flags, it was safety cars. No spins by Mazepin. Um, so before we finish, um, we're, we're going to do uh, we're going to do our awards. So we'll start with the worst driver of the weekend award. Who's that going to go to? Oh fuck! Now then, the temptation obviously is to give it to Bottas Russell. Um, I'm not going to. Uh, it's Latifi. Like, oh, that's interesting. Latifi and reasons being, um, he was in the position he was in because he was off the track, mm-hmm. and then he was in the position he was in because he let rejoin the track unsafely and put himself out of commission. There was and no compromise and compromised Mazepin's race. Which, yes, okay, I'm not going to be crying up sopping wet tears about Mazepin being crashed into, <laughs> but at the same time. Mazepin did nothing wrong and had his race compromised for it. Now, he's got no pace anyway because yeah. that horse has finished a minute behind every other car and then he's finished a minute behind his teammate. But, yeah, it shouldn't have happened and it all fell on Latifi's shoulders. Okay. Um, I'm going to give it to Pierre Gasly. Oh, come off it. It's not no. his fault. 
Paul, no, it, uh, it was okay. So he could he could have told his team at any point, right? This is the wrong tires. He was hot. He was eight seconds behind every. He was holding up everybody by eight seconds, and he he should he's experienced enough now to come into the pit to say, Roy, these are the wrong tires. Let's change them. He didn't do it. It compromised his race. It was poor. It was poor decision making by him. Yes, okay, I could have given it to Bottas. I was very tempted to give it to Bottas because he had an absolutely woeful weekend. But mm. because of the because of the pace and that he showed in qualifying and practice with that Alpha Tauri, to have such poor race uh, tire awareness, it dragged him down. So I'll, I'll, I'll give it to Pierre Gasly. I don't agree with you, but okay. <laughs> no, 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 I know you don't agree with me. You know, uh, uh, I'm just thinking uh, he's experienced enough now to say, Roy, I don't let, let's let's change the tyres. He didn't do it, and yeah. Oh, I suffered for it. Yeah, but that's what it is. He suffered, for, and he hampered other people as well. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. there we go. Uh, our best driver of the weekend. Um, Shall I go first? Yeah, go on. Lando. Okay. Mister Calrissian himself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I just think really, really strong qualifying really took the opportunity to show the strength of that McLaren this year. Um, I think let down in in terms of the track limit issue. I mean, it's his own fault, but still, you know, if you're not pushing the car to the limits, then what's the point in being there? but I think still overall, you know, he was barely behind Ricardo after qualifying. And it's not like Ricardo's rubbish. Um, and then a hell of a race, a mature race and a short race. Uh, showed his quality, showed his ability. I think if I, if I was uh, running McLaren at the minute, I'd be really happy with him. Really happy with him. Yeah. I mean, Zabray loves him. Um, you can tell. Yeah. Um, so, we disagree again. However, I think you won't be too disappointed. I've out where you're going with this. Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. Um, you not stop talking about him on podcast. <laughs> I know. I, 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 I suck his dick, apparently. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay, well, yeah. Yeah. You, you're, you're, I'm just going to put this out there. That lad on the Discord about Lando uh, Norris. I ain't even going there. I ain't even going there. Yeah, just yeah, just fuck them. Um, no, um, Lewis Hamilton um, qualified on pole in a car that shouldn't be on pole, and he okay. Granted, he he had some sloppy. He had, he made a big mistake. Got helped with a red flag. Not going to lie, but his recovery drive was incredible. And. I, I... Can't I uh, can't agree with you because he was only in the position he was in because of that red flag. Like yeah. he he had comprehensively fucked it. He had fucked it well and truly, and he was gifted a red flag. Absolutely gifted one. Because he got he got the radio and said, "Yeah, give me a red flag. I want to be unlapped." Yeah, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I know. If, I, I think if he not it... had that red flag provided, would he have finished 
anywhere near second. No. He no. was that far behind. No. But racing is racing. He got the red flag. He got the position he got. But I wouldn't say... I wouldn't say he earned being as high up the grid as he was. Yeah. I know you hate saying that. No, 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 no. I, I, I see where you're coming from. I really do. Um, I just... 99 poles, 30 different tracks, and he drove the socks off that car. Yeah. It, I okay, for, for, I, for, for, for circumstances, I I agree. However, he's. I just think if he'd um, if he'd have kept it on the road, he'd have been pushing Max, and actually lost out on that. But bear in mind, he was chasing Max down, and, yeah. part, and the traffic got in the way. Yeah, he would have so. been chasing down Max. He would have probably got round him, given the pace. It would have made a much more interesting race. But he fucked it. It's it's interesting we haven't said Max Verstappen. Well, what, what's there to be said? He he got away at the start of the race and he drove a clean race. That's long and short of it. Yeah, uh, it is. So, I, I see. I like this. This is what I like. Do we, we we very rarely agree, and it's nice. Oh, very rarely agree. I don't it's, like it's, it. And I think you're an insufferable twat. But you know. <laughs> I'm just, I I'm just here for the money. <laughs> Where is the money? <laughs> I'll keep it all, man. You get, you get, you get paid in, you get paid uh, when I say you get paid. You nearly said I get paid in royalties. I want my fucking royalty fees. Don't... <laughs> I did nearly say that. Shut up. Don't ask it with me. Come on. <laughs> no. Uh, so, so you know, uh, Luke. It's been a pleasure as always. Um, pleasure yourself. Thank you very much, mate. And what, what's making it even more better is the fact is that we've got great races to cover. Yeah. Um, yes, it has. It's been the best start to a season I've seen in God knows how long. And now and the next two races are tracks I despise immensely with the Spanish Grand Prix and the Monaco Grand Prix. <laughs> um, so we will be back the 10th of May. Um, will we? Yeah, that's the next race. The next race is 7th of May. Are you sure? Yeah, the next the next race is the seventh of May. Are you sure? Yeah. Because I've got Portuguese Grand Prix on second of May. Well, Sky Sports have lied to me. <laughs> I'm just saying. Twenty twenty one schedule. Twenty twenty one schedule. thirtieth um, oh. through to the second of May, more Portugal. Then yes. the ninth of May, Spain, twenty third of May, Monaco. So ignore what I just said. Are you looking uh, at last year? No, I've, I was on Sky Sports and it had the. Um, uh, not even uh, race on tenth of May. It's a Monday. No, that's me back recording. Stop it, okay? I'm tired. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we'll be back to cover the Portuguese Grand Prix uh, just before we go. Though when is, when is it, Reese? Second of May. And um, before we go, though, uh, just want to talk just talk quickly. Uh, new race for 2022, the Miami Grand Prix, um, around the MetLife Stadium. Very intrigued to see how this track is and looks. Is it going to be a normal, stupid race uh, street circuit, or is it actually going to be any good? Uh, if Jeddah and Hanoi are anything to go by, it's going to be absolute shite. Oh, shit. Um, but oh, I, it'll be in Miami. 
Yeah, Miami's class. Oh, it's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be interested to see what the track looks like. Obviously, we're not going to see that until moving into next year. Um, we're not going to actually see the track probably till race day uh, or certainly free practice because it's going to be a street circuit, isn't it? Um, no, they've actually, the, the track layout's been already been um, announced. I'll send it to you. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, so yeah, ten year. So another race in America, trying to break the, trying to crack the American market, um, which is you know what everybody wants to do these days. Fucking Super League. Well, there's money. Um, yeah, fuck this. Yeah, just I'm not. I'm, I'm just staying out of it. But um, so before we go though, Luke, do, let's do your plugs. Yep. So I am on Twitter at Luke's the nine one one, Instagram at Luke's the nine one one G, and I'm on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Luke's the nine one one. Yep. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at rsoys1995 you can follow Rogue Opinions at Rogue underscore Opinions and you can find Rogue Opinions on Spotify, Apple uh, wherever you get your good uh, uh, podcasts from you're already We're... listening to it guys you've you found are. it you are, you, you have found it because you're listening to two alpha males talk um, you can find me on Twitch at Saunders9495 uh, Luke, it's been a pleasure as always. Thank you so much. And until no, the second, until the Portuguese Grand Prix, I go right this time. Um, uh, we shall see you later. Goodbye. There you go.